0: All right, so today I have Jillian Manis on the line, and she is the managing partner over at Structure Capital. Jillian, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me.
0: So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Structure Capital and uh, how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how'd you get started in your career and in business?
1: I would love to say that I had one straight path. Uh, but I really didn't. I my background is really uh kind of a blend of everything everywhere. So uh banking uh from in from credit uh in Zurich, Credit Suisse was um one place. I also um I did merging acquisitions there. Um I also had uh a stint, uh when I say stint a pretty long stint as as movie executive. I know that sounds like not a clear, once again, a clear path, but I was director of development at Warner Brothers Universal Studios. I was an agent at IC, a talent agent at ICM. Um, I was, um, I worked uh, at, uh, I was associate publisher of a magazine that tracked the technology uh, trends, um, uh, financial technology trends. And I've started three companies myself. One was a sports management company for ancillary rights for, um, for professional athletes and one was a brand communication company and one with the media investment company. And all those, um, had an exit. Um, and I also started one, a fourth company that sort of blew up. Um, I think I could not get out of my own way on that company and I learned a lot of lessons and definitely extremely humbling. But I've also had lots of other, what I would say, not careers, but um, at different points in my life, uh, I you know, was struggling at some points when I was very younger, much younger, and uh, didn't really know what or where I was going. And um, I worked part-time in different jobs. I was a roller skating waitress. Um, I was a receptionist a graveyard uh a, a, a receptionist a law firm and the graveyard shift. I worked um in uh I was a receptionist at Vidal Sassoon. So I mean, if I could tell you my life really took um so many twists and turns, which actually at the time was probably um confusing to some people. Uh, and I think to me as well, but what it did is when I landed here, as I always say, on the back nine of life, mm-hmm. and I launched into venture capital um uh and w- one of my other positions was I as a senior advisor at a very large uh clean tech company, a clean tech fund, a five billion dollar fund um and and so that because environment is also extremely important to me um but with all these different I would say parachuting uh, into positions and and tried to master them and starting your own company, I think that helped me at this point to better understand market geography, um and product uh product market fit because I have done so many different things. And so I always say to people in life that there is no one path or one good decision. Um, in fact, you can always get out of a decision as far as, it, as it's a career decision. Just learn from your, that career, whatever it may be, so that it will inform you for other choices in life.
0: That's awesome, and I think that's pretty common uh, nowadays. That people are becoming more accepting that you're not gonna you're not gonna have your you know your first job and be there twenty thirty years and retire. It's just a whole different marketplace. So I love I love your your path, and it does make total sense what you said by having those that plethora of experiences. Um, it allows you to better evaluate companies now. Um, that being said, you know, there's some younger entrepreneurs out there that are maybe where you just started. So maybe they're, you know, they're, they're just getting going um, and maybe they're on their first venture. And obviously now you have the benefit of hindsight on your side and you also ev- uh, essentially evaluate um, companies for a living, right, to, to deploy capital. Um, what kind of advice would you give to that, uh, to that new budding, just that fresh entrepreneur out of college that's really going out there with their first venture?
1: Yes, well, there are, there are about three cardinal rules in venture capital, um, but in life, I, I, I think. Um, one is do not try to start a company yourself. So we look, uh, we try not, we don't try, we discourage solo founders. It is super important for you to find a co-founder, not only to share the responsibilities, but be able to come at a problem from through two different lenses and two different skill sets. So if you're a heavy-duty operations person and a salesperson and a visionary and a marketing, then you find a, a, a deep tech mind. You find a, a chief technology officer right away, so to speak. You need someone who's going to build the engine and also the vision. So the first thing is never be a solo founder. Um, It's also harder to raise money that way. And it's just much more difficult period. Um, And we've seen more companies fail simply because they have a solo founder. Mm -hmm. The second one is that you need to really have a a self-awareness in order to build a company. We find that it is often the people that fail, never the products when it comes to um, startups you need to better you know understand what your weakness is what your strength is and then be able to um, build a company with humility um, not with um, not with i would say cockiness you need courage to build a company and you need confidence to build a company but it's not bravado that's going to build the company you're, it is more humility than anything else. Um, I think of humility as a quiet ego, and it enables others to believe in you, but also believes that they can um, they can trust you um, with humility and coupled with honesty. And trust is really the critical piece in terms of building a business. Trust is what enables you to retain and trust and vision. It it and curiosity, I would say those are the three things. Um, and so you, that 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 self awareness is a, a critical piece. It's very hard to find yourself and start a business all at the same time.
0: I love that. It's very hard to find yourself and start a business. That's no, that's true. I mean, for anybody that's out there that's listening, and they're like, "Wow!" Uh, especially if you've been through. Uh, I mean, that's that's experience you're talking through right now. I um, especially if you're on your first venture, you won't get that. But if you're on your third or fourth, um, and you're and you're and you, and you and you and you're listening to this, you're going to get that um, exactly what Jillian was talking about. Right. Um, and
1: I, I want to add. I want to add one more but, because because I'm I I'm on the Duke of. Fuqua Board of Innovation and Entrepreneurism, or actually E&I. And one of the things, and I work a lot with startups, obviously, all over the the world. One of the biggest problems is that people, uh, young entrepreneurs or old entrepreneurs, they look for, sometimes they look for a problem to a solution rather than a solution to a problem. So they, seem to, they try to find a uh, – they, they come up with a solution that they want to work on, that they think is interesting, but they don't qualify if this is a big enough problem or if this problem really does exist. I think it is better to go out into this world and go to um, fanatical, what I call fanatic customers and find what their biggest problem is in a sector, and it's just I see people are creating um, retail, creating uh, uh, clothing lines because they think that this is a, a big problem. This clothing is a big problem, um, but the fact is is that something those things already exist, or they're too small a problem. Um for and so if the addressable market is really critical. One of the biggest problems I said at the beginning is people are working on a solution and then chasing the problem.
0: Mm. I, I I like it. Um and I think this is also a good transition. Let's uh, get into what you're doing over at Structure Capital. So we so we um we touched on it briefly, but let's go further. So tell me more about the business, please.
1: The, yeah. So structured capital is an early stage uh, Silicon Valley fund. We brand ourselves as architects of the zero waste economy. So what underutilized assets and excess capacity. So what we can do better with what we have, as well as, and we look at that as space. So some of our companies are Breather and Sonder and Canopy and Peer Space. You know what we can do better with. What we can do with transportation, we were an early investor in Uber, but we also have um, a scooter company called Wheels Lab that we invest in, which is a new form factor for scooters with a replaceable uh, battery and uh, wider wheels, and it has a small seat, and we see a lot of um, lift on that company. Um, we look at so space and transportation. We look at resources. What are how can we work with race, waste resources? We have become a company called Glide that's created a zero stick surface, so it enables liquids to basically slide out of bottles and the slide out of tubes, and it also reduces wastewater in let's say tanks. So in a mixing tank or a holding tank. plus is slides out of a tank, therefore therefore reducing the wastewater when you're cleaning the tank and refilling the tank. And that's, it's a liquid impregnated barrier, so it doesn't change the composition of the liquids in, let's say, the bottle or the tube. It, um, it is going to be, from my eyes and from what we've heard, is the largest transformational technology in the last decade. we it's called Liquiglide, and so it has many many applications, CPG, and it has um, tank applications, but it has so many other ones. Um, and so we look at those types of resource, um, waste resources, wastewater, and then we look at wasted human potential. And there's so many, there's so much talk and fear about humans being replaced by AI. And I think that there's obviously some validity to to these conversations, but I also think that this is a time that we can actually optimize human potential because we are looking at AI as taking over those menial tasks that the human should not be doing, but we should actually upskill and reskill our present workforces and we have two companies. One is called The News out of New York City, a wonderful female founder, Catherine. And then we have another company called Shift. And this is one of our favorite companies as well as a company. Not favorite because you can't say favorite because that's oh, I was going to say,
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> can't I like do that. They're yeah. all your favorite. <laughs> but
1: one of the compelling companies, we have actually two of those. <laughs> it's called WorkPath, and it mobilizes healthcare workforces. It's on-demand healthcare so if you need a phlebotomist the hr you need an mri tech you need a nurse you need a practitioner or you need a pickline nurse it basically enables companies and individuals to on demand um healthcare that's called um that's called work but we have a company that basically uses ai and machine learning to translate military skills military resumes into the private mm. sector And the most underutilized and highest talent and talent actually is from the military. But you haven't been able to, the sector hasn't been able to um, translate the military skills. So in the last months of service, what most people don't realize is the military will pay for an internship. And so, so try or buy for companies to onboard tech talent. From the military, try them for three months in what we call a fellowship program, and then convert them into um, into full time positions. And so, shift really is a, is this incredible way for not only companies to bring on this high tech talent from bases all over the country, but also as we look at companies reskilling and upskilling their present workforces. If will be able to calculate and um, re calculate the and and assess your present work skills of your present workforces, they have a um, they have oh my gosh they have contracts with everybody from the MLB the Major League Baseball to Palantir um, to um, Oracle and Cisco and Adobe and um, were and. Okta and a firm and all these and Uber um, and even WeWork. Um, so um, we really are trying to find a way in this world. If you were to talk about our mission, is yes, it is underutilized resources, it is, you know, zero waste economy, but we would really like to put a fishing rod in every person's hands as we talk about Maimonides you know, um, giving person a fishing pole, not the fish. It is critical now more than ever for everyone to have a job that they are proud of and that they can create a self-sufficient life. And I think that we at Structure are very mindful of that we have values that are critical to our mission. We teach our values to our companies. And so when we talk about how to build a company, and we spoke at the very beginning in terms of what entrepreneurs need or what companies need, they also have to have value-the-line missions. And companies that have values right now are those that do succeed. And so I also ask founders, not just who's working with you, what are you building, but what are your values that are going to be your North Star to build and, and and take this company to success.
0: That's awesome. And are there, so Jillian, you have a, you know, you have a unique vantage, both with your background and also with your location um, and, and, you know, deal flow. I mean, you're looking at things all day long. It's your, it's your day in and day out. Is there any kind of trends Absolutely. that you care to um, comment on just in general from your vantage point?
1: Yeah, you know, it's really very difficult to, to talk about trends I can speak about areas that i really i feel are are re- of interest to me that perhaps you would not think of of, but I think pet I know that sounds interesting or or a little bit off, but one of our companies is wag um but I've also seen companies in with veterinarians I think pet health is a very big area um oh, yeah. there's right there are companies i I find that Pets uh, are a global. Obviously, they're a global market. Um, how do we how do we deliver pet health? How do we deliver um, pet not even just pet health, but there are companies. There's one in particular that is pet uh, genealogy. So it's almost like 23andMe for pets because a lot of people um, have pets and rescue pets and. They don't mm-hmm. know what their background is, um, but they also. It's been it's very interesting. Pets, as we know, have created much value in terms of companionship for people all over the world. But how much do we know about our pets? And we spend tremendous amount uh, in that market in terms of pet accessories, pet health, pet mm-hmm. pet pet uh, transportation, pet you know Uber just launched pet you know, pet uber for for you know pet owners um i think we travel with our pets and so that's an area that i think is is really fascinating i i do really like hr tech i think there's a lot being done in that um we look at um skills marketplaces um i like once again i like space how do we look at space and how do we utilize space um I think that anything that uh, I, I steer away from areas which I don't know a lot about, even if I use products, um, and let's say in the beauty industry, I don't know what, how to do this. You know, I don't know how to invest in it because I don't have expertise in that area of marketing, of pricing. Um, interior designs is a big, big area. 60% um, of all home decor is purchased by millennials. It's an area that I I don't know as much about. Uh, a company would have to have significant traction before I would invest in that, but that is a, a very big dynamic area that um, I see as, I would call, I hate to use the word trend, but that is definitely an area that people are looking more at. A lot of consumer products, um, but I like... Personally, I like brands that support enterprise brands. I like companies that um, are a solution for for brands, for bigger brands. And so I think that it's very, very smart for a company, um, for an entrepreneur, to look at a market in terms of what are the three top brands that I can either solve a problem that they're having or I could ban their brand. I mean, that's the thing that wacked when it launched, and it was looking at Tecto, and it was looking at Purina, and it was looking at, how can I um, solve or be a conduit or a um, expansion of their own brand? How are these companies, how can I support something, something these companies are doing so potentially they would be the ones to acquire me? And that's, that's what I look for. I look for companies that are partnered up with a one brand, even just one brand, as a halo or an anchor, they, Salesforce calls that a lighthouse partner or a lighthouse brand, where they would work with you to build your product with you on a path to using the product and potentially to acquiring it. And those awesome. are the companies that I'm interested
0: so, Jillian, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about uh, Structure Capital, uh, what's the best way for them to get that involved?
1: Yeah, well, we definitely have a robust website. And, to tell, and for everyone who's listening, we also have a job board. And we have over, like, 400 positions in our companies because our companies place their uh, jobs, a lot of their jobs, onto our site. So if you go to Structure Capital, drop down, um, and you'll see the bar, it says Job Board, and um, you can use that to find jobs in our companies all over the country and, in fact, all over the world. And I would recommend and I would encourage people because we really love to get switched on, listeners and people who are educating themselves by listening to this podcast, into our companies. So that's one way to engage with Rocks Capital. Um, we're also raising a growth fund in case you're interested for our top-performing companies, in case you're interested in investing into a dynamic, um, uh, dynamic Silicon Valley fund. We like diversity of, of both within our companies as within our um, investors. And um, if you're starting a company, um, learn more about our portfolio. Go to our website, structurecapital.com. And, uh, read a little bit about our companies and read a little bit about what we do in the press. I, I do some business commentary on Bloomberg. So does my partner, Mike Walsh. Um, Jacob Shea is out there, one of our partners. We work a lot. Um, we speak a lot and educate yourself on who we are and, and if we're a good fit. We're not investing right now in new companies because we're raising this grace round, but, um, we, definitely hope that through some of we we have companies that might be a good fit for you so thank you so much for this invitation i i commend you on on this podcast um your mission is as you say to end ed- ed- edutain and i think that's the best way to um elevate people's minds and spirits so it's been a pleasure of being on the show
0: Fantastic. And uh, thank, Jillian, really appreciate you coming on today Thanks. and sharing more about your background and all the great things you're doing at Structure Capital. Um, Absolutely. And
1: can I can I can I just do one thing because I have to pitch yes, my podcast? Of course. Yes. yes. Oh, we have a please, podcast yes. as well. Um, it's called The Pitch. Uh, it's produced by Spotify and it's uh, the Wall Street Journal called us a while back, the antithesis for for a Shark Tank. So if you're starting a business. And you really want to learn some basic and some amazing ways to some building some tools. Um, listen to our podcast called the pitch because we have crazy founders on there. Um, and we do fund them and, um, but we teach them a lot. And, uh, this is quite has been quite a huge momentum around this podcast. The pitch and I think we all support each other, and, um, and that's one big learning tool that, uh, that I've seen made a uh, huge difference for companies and has found big dollars for them as well. So, the pitch. Perfect. Uh, but I love your podcast as well. There. No,
0: awesome always always love to build the podcasting community so no thank you for sharing that I'm glad you got that in it wasn't in my show notes but I'm glad go check out pitch everybody that's listening yeah. um and, and that that being said uh we got a lot of value out of this if you did don't forget to subscribe to the podcast share this episode with your friends uh, family and colleagues do all those great things we do to uh to support our podcasters and don't forget to go check out the pitch and thanks Jillian, again for coming on the show